to release fans in hostile lands. We're in person. It's exciting. Yay. Hooray. We don't have to wait for a delay. Thank God. Yay! <laughs> Thank you, Craig, for following suit and delaying as it usually is you. This is exciting. Yeah, anyway. Don't forget, don't forget to interrupt as we go. And trade deadline happened. Oh my god. A lot of happened. Did it? Maybe? No. That, Nothing there a, happened. There was a lot of trades. Or a lot there of was trades. actually a lot more than I was expecting. Honestly. Yeah, a lot like, of last minute. The twenty first was busy. The last couple of years there just hasn't been a lot because of covid and david Ayers and all the you know assorted reasons but this year is actually pretty uh Why'd you have to lump in airs there like you could have said almost anything podcast. else this is our 50th podcast we had there to get go. david Ayers in there him. that's okay. true Fair that's enough. true okay so we're gonna get right into the trade deadline leafs pick up mark giordano yeah, buddy. and colin blackwell very exciting very exciting seattle retains 50 percent of giordano and the leafs send away Second round pick this year, second round pick next year, and third round pick the year after that. So a little spread out, so it's not like one uh, draft is totally fucked up. I'm going to give you guys and our listeners just a review of some of Dubas's previous deadlines as well. And we're going to rate this deadline good, bad, underwhelming, or overpaid. So last year, we had the Felino trade, which sent a first and two-fourths away. We also picked up Galchenyuk significantly before the deadline, but it was basically for nothing. Uh, David Riddick, I believe, was a third round. Nash, Riley Nash, can't remember. Uh, ben Hutton for some kind of rounder, and Swamela was for Barabanov. A lot going on in that draft compared to this one. Yep. Year before, Campbell, Clifford, and the ever-awesome Dennis Mulgan. Thank God we got him <laughs> and sent out Mason Marchment, just killing it on the Panthers, probably going to win a cup. My God. But we did get Campbell and Clifford, and Clifford is back. The year before that was, I believe, Dubas's first deadline, if I'm not mistaken. And that's where we got Jake Muzzin and Nick Patan, whatever. I think the year yeah. before that was Lou's last year. Yeah, that sounds right, because Muzzin was definitely a, a Dubas, a Dubas trade. pickup. That was yeah. a Dubas one, yeah. yeah. And that was Babcock being like, well, he doesn't shoot right. <laughs> I think the one before that was Thomas Placanitz when I, they brought yeah. him in. That's Lou, and before sure. that was Brian Boyle. And that, neither of those were big. They're kind of fourth-line centers. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, so in comparison, this year, do you think good, bad, underwhelming, or overpaid? I'm going to say good overall. I think that we uh, didn't really pay too much for Giordano and Blackwell. I think we're kind of within the realm of where they should be, especially if Giordano becomes a rental and uh, you know we don't have him next year. but. I'm feeling like I'm going to put it in percentage. I feel 80% good about this trade deadline. I have 20% of me that is a little frustrated we didn't pick up a goaltender, um, but we'll talk about that. Well, we kind of did pick up a goaltender and then sure, immediately for 12 lost hours. Him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it was a, I think Dubas did a good job with what he was able to do this year. He said, Going into this, he wasn't going to trade a first rounder and he wasn't going to trade one of their blues chip prospects. Yeah. And he said, we can and we will keep these things. And he did. So I think there was just such a high price on everybody this year. Any of the teams that were selling were just able to you know, make it like bandits. Like, look at what some of the other guys went for, like the Ben Sherrod. I know there's lots of you know talk going around of you know what he went for compared to Giordano. And I think two third two seconds and a third for 
not only Giordano, but some more, uh, you know, forward depth as well with Blackwell, who can play a wing and can play center apparently pretty well. Cool. I think that's a great, uh, it's a good price to pay for what they got. And they're both excited to be here, which yeah, is kind of nice. Especially Gio, yeah. 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 Did you guys watch the media availability for both of them? No. It, there, so Blackwell is super pumped to be here. Cool. Gio's from Toronto, so he's got that kind of the hometown roots, or he played in Toronto or something. There's a connection. I'm not entirely sure, but he's got roots here. And then Blackwell is just really pumped, especially coming from Seattle. Knowing say, he wasn't going to be coming from Seattle, why wouldn't you be pumped <laughs> exactly. to come to Toronto? Like, it's it's wedding bells everywhere. Like everyone's happy about this, so um, I'm excited to see them playing on the team that they want to play for and want to do well for. And somehow going to the only team in the league who has worse goaltending right now. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oof, oof. No. Sorry, we'll get uh, to that too. <laughs> I forgot to mention the other two things that happened to the Leafs, at least around the deadline right now. Alex Biega goes to the Nashville Predators for future considerations. Thank you so much, Nashville, for your future considerations. That was hilarious. Probably <laughs> nothing. And then Travis Dermott, he gets the boot, finally. I feel like this is just a, a Dubas doing right by him. He's the eighth defenseman, probably. Even with Sandine out, he might be the seventh yeah. or the eighth defenseman. They pick up a third-round pick uh, from Vancouver, which was interesting because they sent uh, Hamannick, to the Sens and got a third round pick and then didn't flip that third, but just gave up a different third to get Travis Dermott. And Dermott is definitely better than Hamannick, at least in their current career paths. It's so, a wild move by Ottawa, isn't it? It's to a stupid give move away a yeah. third Don't for Hamannick, who's happened. literally just on waivers. Yeah. And it's not like they're planning on putting him down. Like, okay, last year, Toronto picked up Galchenyuk, who had just gone through waivers yeah. and they traded for him. People said, like, why would you do that? Well, now he's on the Marlies, and they're able to do that without putting him through waivers again. Ottawa's not going to put Hamannick on waivers again. They're not going to send him down to Belleville. Like, just giving up a third for that. It Maybe just... that was a Hamannick thing. Maybe he, like, but he, li- he liked the West. Yeah, but... That's so weird, yeah. He got waived, therefore it wasn't like it was a no-move kind of thing. He, they still can claim him, and they were pretty damn high up the list to be able to claim somebody. Like, it's not like... They tried to put it in, and it wasn't going to go through because they were in top of the league. I don't don't know. Yeah, it was a blunder. I am going to say, and you guys both said good for this trade deadline, I'm going to say underwhelming, especially since last year was very, very good, especially with Foligno coming in. They didn't trade a first this year, so that's good. They also didn't trade a first two years ago until they traded uh, Patrick Marlowe, right? So they didn't trade that. And they were able to recoup one from Kapanen, so that's super cool. So I'm going to say underwhelming, and mainly because of the trade that didn't happen. Did you guys hear about this? Yeah, the, the big, big deal trade big that didn't deal. happen now. From, from what I understand, it was with the Chicago Blackhawks, yep. Marc-Andre Fleury come to the Leafs, Brandon Hagel come to the Leafs, who eventually went to Tampa for two first-round picks. Like, people would have exploded. Not only did he give up the first that he said he wasn't going to give up, he gave up two Plus Mrazek, probably just a cap dump, but also, yeah. you know, Chicago needs a goalie. Maybe yeah. it's a reclamation project. And Matthew Nyes. So the the big chip prospect. Second round pick, but just lights out in yeah. the American League. and Not American League, but in college. And then on the, what was it, uh, World Juniors? And yeah. then I think he even went to the Olympics, too. I believe, yeah, I think I he think may he have. Did. I think he did. Okay. There were quite yeah. a few young ones at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. That would have been awesome. Not only just to talk about, but also we got Flurry. 
Flurry yeah, and Campbell. I would feel so player. good about that. So good about that. Yeah. Now, in comparison, Tampa did get Brandon Hagel for two firsts and two young players. And the young players are quite good. However, they did get two fourths back in return. So a little bit of recouping. And Craig, I think you mentioned they're fine with that because they draft like monsters yeah. in the third and fourth and something like Kucherov is what, a fifth or something? And they don't have a salary cap, so they don't have to worry <laughs> about that kind of stuff. It doesn't exist for them. And then Minnesota did end up getting Flurry for a conditional second that can bump up to a first if they make it to the Western Conference final. Mm, so okay. in retrospect, I'd say Chicago did get a little bit more because they didn't have to take on Mrazek. They didn't have to take on his cap. Matthew Nyes, though, seemed to be the one that Dubas was like, nope, we are stopping this deal right now because I want this prospect. And he might even play this year. The Leafs are going to need players like that coming forward because right now we are a couple years out from the big four all needing new contracts yeah. again. And they're not going to be able to resign all four of those guys. And they're going to need good high end talent to be able to replace some of them at some point. And I think in the next two, three years, you're going to need guys like that. Toronto hasn't had a, a first round pick in the last in two of the last three years. And the one that they did have is Rodion Amarov and he, hopefully he gets better, but he may not ever play again. We don't know at this point. So I think Toronto and Dubas, I, I'm not sure if it's a Dubas call. This might even be a Shanahan call yes. saying you can't mm. be trading two first round picks for a guy who like Hegel, who he's putting up good numbers this year, but he has a very high shooting percentage. He doesn't create a lot of offense. That's a lot to pay for someone like that. And I don't know if he's going to be able to contribute a Blake Coleman or a Johnny or not Johnny Goodrow. Um, <laughs> the other Goodrow. <laughs> Um, but Frederick. thank you. They, they had a role in that team. I'm hoping that Hegel maybe can do something for them, but he doesn't seem like something that's worth two first round picks. So does that now, mean that that trade that Tampa made was a super overpay? I think so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I couldn't believe definitely it. Now, given Tampa does draft like monsters, like fine. Does Tampa nuts. draft well or did Iserman draft well? Well, Breezebaugh, he's, he's done he's, well. He's done okay. Know. I guess we don't but know. But most of that team that won two Stanley Cups was Steve Iserman. Yes. That was his team. So Contracts and drafts and everything. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And just to back up uh, Craig's point there, Mikheyev, UFA starting next year. Uh... Engvall and Kasha RFAs starting next year. Spetsa, oh, Kasha's an RFA. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, which is kind of nice. I like that. Yeah. Spetsa, sure, you're going to come back. That's fine. Blackwell, who we just got, uh, UFA, Kerfoot UFA in two years. Kind of surprised he didn't go, but at the same time, he has a role. He does now. Yeah, He's yeah. just up and down. He can do anything, and he mm -hmm. still contributes in different ways. Bunting, two years, probably gone if he continues this. Uh, this streak that he's on. Yeah, this streak. Simmons, two years, potentially gone. So that's a significant amount of space that needs to be filled. And the big four are not gone until three or four years. Right. Robertson, Nyes, a couple defensemen in there. They're going to get some good training in a couple years and take over some spots. So I totally agree with yeah. Craig that not getting rid of Nyes is a good idea. It would have been cool to have Flurry. We would have had Hagel for two years at only 1.5, which would have been great. but. It's the risk you take. And he didn't give up a first or two first. Ugh. And honestly, for that price, is he contributing more than Mikheyev? I don't know. He must be if Tampa's going We'll hard. find out. Well, we will, we will find out. Sure, he's shooting lights out right now. But, like, is he going to... 
uh, two first round picks. That's what Toronto paid for Phil Kessel. Put that in perspective. <laughs> yeah, but that's what they're trying to pay for another Stanley Cup win. Yes, and I get at this point you want to go all in because you've won two in a row. Why yeah, not? They have but to, right? That, they've got to spend the big money to, to get there. But when you think of that, like, what's their future going to be? Like, yes, they're going to have to draft really well because they don't have first-round picks anymore. I think their pipeline is stacked. Like yeah, the crunch, probably. The Syracuse crunch is just... Okay, but let's go on to the people that we did get. Giordano. Is he exactly what we needed? Daniel. Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's all I had. That's all I had. <laughs> please please uh, Classic, elaborate. Uh, nurse, yes, over there uh, from Craig. Uh, I, I got to say, I agree with Craig, though. I think, you know, solid defenseman. Um, he plays pretty much perfect defensive hockey. He's got the veteran presence. Um, he, his point, he, we don't have him for points. Like, he's not going to score goals this year. We're not looking at him to carry, you know, some big point carry total to the playoffs but he's the defensive minded defense that's going to stay at home protect the net move people out of the net he's a little bit uh, he's got a lot of toughness to him so we're going to be relying on that going in for a playoff run i i don't think it's a bad pickup i think it's a really good pickup and i'm excited to see him play i liked him when he was playing for calgary because i would watch calgary games on the side i admittedly didn't watch him when he was playing with seattle because who watches seattle play unless they're playing toronto but I think it's a really good stopgap if we're not going to fill the goalie position to bolster the defense. I mean, we had to do something, and, you know, Dermot leaving is kind of a result of not needing more defense, which I think is now... That's so um, weird for the Leafs. It's so weird for the Leafs. It's weird to say. Like, we just don't... (laughs) We have a good problem in that we can cycle defense when people get injured, and we have a little bit of depth in the defense, which we really haven't had. We've been... You know, we pull up from the AHL whenever we can to to cover gaps, and now it's a lot better. So I'm I'm feeling really good about it. You know yeah. who I'm going to give the most props for that is Lowegrin. He yeah. really came into yeah. his own. Yes, yes. We were worried yeah. about that. It's like, when is his time? Now is the time. Yeah. yeah. And he did it. And I I feel like our our depth has just blossomed because of that. And adding Giordano just adds it even more. And Lowegrin doesn't have to play top line minutes, but we also found out he can. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did a better mm-hmm. job with Riley on the top line than Sandine did. Yeah. Wasn't playing his offside, but Options. yeah, that helped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it also and, lets Sandine play the third line, which is really where he would, should be. We're not and where he on, can dominate at exactly. Yes, We're not he should be playing higher for higher. But when you have guys playing below their skill level, it means that they can dominate. Yeah. We've seen Sandine and Lilligren play together and as a third line pair, oh. and just in you know. In small minutes, and especially they're usually on there with the first line, they just dominate. Yeah. And as long as they're, you know, staying in their in the offensive zone, they're going to be fine. When it comes back the other way, it's a little bit different. But Dan, I want to I want to agree with what you're saying about Giordano. No, he's not going to have a lot of offense anymore. That really has dropped off in his game as he's gotten older. But most of the stat cards still say he is in, you know, the top 5% of defensive defensemen in the league. And what have we been saying all season? What does Toronto have? They have offensive defensemen and they needed defensive guys. And between Giordano and Labushkin, we have basically overhauled what our defense looks like. Just by those two moves, we actually have guys that can play defense now. And if Muzzin comes back, or sorry, when Muzzin comes back. When Muzzin comes back, Come on. This I want is to see the defense that I can get behind in yeah. a playoff run. 
Muzzin Labushkin, that will be a difficult pairing to play against if they do play together. Yeah. But that would just be a grinding hard pair to play against. Yeah. And to reiterate what I just said about Lilligren moving around, a lot of these guys have played with each other. Yes, they have now. So someone goes down, we can move things around. Something's not working, we can move things around. Mm-hmm. Man, great job by Keith on that. And he didn't just do it when we played shitty teams. Especially because we suck at playing shitty teams. My God. <laughs> it's it's the kryptonite. Can't wait for the loss place. tomorrow against New Jersey just because they're shit, not because no. they're good or anything. Those are the games you want to move guys around to be able to evaluate, but this season you just haven't been able to because they've been so bad move against them. Move them around when you're against Tampa. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to work. Dan, any extra stats you want to say on uh, Geo before we move on? Well, I mean, I like as he said, as I said, his we're not picking him up for stats in terms of points. We're picking him up for the block shots, for the toughness in front of the net. How are his um, cross checks? Cross checks. Uh, I'm <laughs> is hoping. He ha- is he have a high cross check per sixty? You know, to be fair, right now, a little bit of that on the Leafs, I don't think it's a bad idea. I was not in the face. Well, not you know, the, not well, the, yeah. Right. yeah. It depends <laughs> which ref sees and which angle they see, so you never <laughs> know. Um, but you know, stat wise, he is declining. You're right. But the nice thing is, he's um, so in the 2020-2021 uh, season, he played 56 games, 26 points, and then this year he's played 55 for 23 points. So even on a shitty team like Seattle, mm-hmm. he still managed to kind of keep his stat quota where it should be, which means put him on a good team like Toronto. I'm doing air quotes for good team, but put him on a team like Toronto and he really has the opportunity to shine. And even if he doesn't pad the stats, he's going to play really good defensive hockey. And that's really what we need right now. Or is it 2019 or 2020? He won the Norris. Norris, Yeah, exactly. He won the Norris. And he was well into his thirties. I know he's what? 37 now. 38. 38. I'm like, it was 35, 36 it was 35 when he won against it. these like rock star defensemen, Carlson, Riley, so on and so on. Like Fox and McCarr weren't up yet, but still. 74 points that year. Way to go. I, For I can a defenseman. See him, I can see him exploding a little now, bit. Now, sometimes Norris, you have to consider their partners. So mm-hmm. it'd be really mm-hmm. nice to have the whole pair of them. Yeah, that's fair. You mean Brody? Yes. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. However, we have the whole pair. I want to put some hotels on those spaces. We are not seeing them as a pair right now in practice. Not what yet, are the yeah. lines we're seeing in practice, Craig? So we have Riley Labushkin, Brody Hall, and Geo Lilligren. They are practicing. Yeah. Do you think that's only because Sandian is out? Yes. Okay. And Hall it's... and Brody have been clicking. Yeah. I got no problem with that. And Riley I... Labushkin have been as well. Yeah, they're clicking. And I, I, I've said it four times. They can move things around. They already know from years and years of experience that Gio and Brody are going to work. Yes. Exactly. If something's not working, exactly. Gio, Brody, go. And they'll be like, let's go. But then again, I think Gio's good enough that he can make any partner he's with better. Oh, I sure fucking hope yeah. so. That'd be the, that'd be the best. So I, Gio, Boosh. Yeah. Even that. And then he gets to be a little more offensive again. Why not? Yeah. If we need to. That's the thing. We yeah. can do whatever we want right now. We Defensively, we're... And that's... It's a good feeling after the trade deadline to come off thinking, okay, defensively we're set. Offensively we're set. There's just that little asterisk hanging there. So who comes out when Muzzin comes back? Hall. I guess so. I Brody mean, goes to the other yeah. side. Brody go- yeah. yeah, I guess so. Who comes back? Who is when Sandine comes back? Uh, he, he might not. Uh, maybe. Yeah. 
Sorry, not, not that he might not come back because he's too injured. He no, might no, not that's come fair. back if things are clicking. Yeah. yeah. Rise the pine pony. Yeah. And that's why change sorry, what's Sandine, working. But it's it's okay and, to have this depth. And also Geo's thirty eight. Maybe give him a couple nights off. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Especially yeah. as you get up to the playoffs. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Think he's gonna stay? I I don't. I think that Calgary is gonna try and get him back. They were talking about trying to get him back this year, but they couldn't because of cap restrictions yeah. and uh, because of the expansion. But I I have a lot of family in Calgary, and they are all saying, from what back. they're hearing, they want him back. So yeah. I don't expect we keep him past this year. Well, when Calgary goes out in the first round, Gio's not going to want to go back. So Are you insane? <laughs> if Calgary <laughs> goes out in the me? first yes. round, <laughs> if they go out in the first round, then they've pulled a quintessential Toronto they After are, having the best season they've had in a while. They are and the then, Leafs of the West. Well, I guess. Oh, yeah, no. Edmonton's the Leafs of the West. They're both Leafs of the West. <laughs> <laughs> they have fans. They're the Leafs of the West. My God. If Cal- Cal- Calgary if, doesn't? If the playoffs started today, Calgary would play the Blues. If they <laughs> would lose in the Calgary. first round. Yeah, that sounds like yeah, they're gonna. The Blues goaltending is significantly shakier for yeah. sure. So I don't know. I think really? Calgary hasn't Huso Huso been having a great season? He's fallen off. He's oh, fallen okay. off. Well, that means he can fall right back, though. That's Which but, is but, I'm ca- just like Campbell, this right? Is what I'm camping <laughs> Campbell. Markstrom yes. will probably win the Vesna, I think. Okay, sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. Game, yeah. One, game one. Sorry, he's, he's, oh. he's second. My bad. Game one, you crash the net. And you go for a Kreider Price situation, and uh, I was going to say, go right on the Montreal the... Canadian fans that are listening, all of them, so many are like, "Fuck you, Craig." I yeah. feel Shut the, up. I feel like uh, Kreider being second in the league in goals right now. I feel great because he's on my fantasy team. Oh, perfect! <laughs> <laughs> I picked him up for a significant amount of players. And Price still isn't a... playing, so <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, Blackwell, anything to say about him? I, I like him. I mean, he's nothing to uh, look at stats-wise, really. I mean, he's a pretty average player, um, even sometimes on the low end. But he's the Swiss Army knife, knife of players. He can play power play. He can play penalty kill. He can uh, fill in pretty much any position. I think he's center wing he plays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that he's versatile. He can go anywhere. He's got good energy. He's still young. So I think it's it's a really good depth move uh, by Dubas to add that um, to the roster. And whether or not he stays on long term after the team gets healthy, you know, whether or not he plays a lot when the team gets healthy, it will be yet to be seen. But I think it's a really good option to have. The only thing I know about him is when you uh, look him up, every one of his player card photos from the last few years looks exactly the same. <laughs> So that's, that's a not talent. a good that's sign. That's a talent, I guess. Looking exactly the same in every photo. That's funny. Yeah. But he also is excited to be on Toronto. He wants to be here, which is, is he from really Florida? important. Uh, no, he's not. He's uh, Massachusetts. Oh. Yeah. So he played Harvard. He played uh, San Jose Barracuda. So he's, ex- he's excited Milwaukee. to beat Boston in the second round. He's excited not to be Can on Seattle. Can you imagine? Yeah. That would be psycho. First that of all, Boston would have to have either taken off Florida or Tampa. And we would have to have taken off either Carolina or Tampa. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> oh my true. God. Two more things for the Leafs. Dermot, do you think a third rounder was enough? Craig? I think it's about right. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. He like, was a second round pick. Yeah. But he's kind of proven to be the seventh, eighth defense, defenseman with the Leafs. Um, he's going to be a five or six, at least in, uh, in Vancouver. So they'll just scratch Tyler Myers and put him in his spot. Oof. <laughs> that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's, that's a, a big money. upgrade. <laughs> Dan, you gonna miss uh, Dermot? 
Not really. I mean, I, I enjoyed watching him play when he played, but he hasn't played that much. And again, if we have the depth to not need him, I would rather not need him. Yeah, I think he just, I wish he excelled a little bit more. I wish he started really, really hot. I'm like, this is awesome. This is the next one to go with uh, Riley. This is so exciting. And he just kind of plateaued. And he then did. He maybe even went down yeah, a little bit. Exactly. Sandine, Lohgren passed him. And it's like, okay, okay. No. I think he came into the league with a lot of promise. He was kind of, I know we kind of call him a bit of a, a Riley light when he first came up. Like, he's got some wheels. He's got a good sense. But he has always been prone to some gaffes. I'm really good. I am going to miss him on the team. He was, you know, he was a beacon of light in some dark times quite a while ago. But like you were saying, a lot of players have passed him on the depth chart. And it just kind of made sense to do right by him and send him off somewhere he'll actually be able to play some minutes. And as Duba said, he's not going to get the minutes on Toronto. No, he'll get the minutes on Vancouver. And so really to do right by him. The choice is to move him. Yep. He, he is, is an NHL caliber yeah. player, so keep him playing, but not on the Leafs. Harry Sateri. <laughs> Ever heard of that guy before? I loved him. Fanny he Shalini? played so well with the Leafs. He was like our top goalie. I just loved it. What just happened? He won <laughs> a gold medal with Finland. So cool. He should potentially be in the NHL. Leafs are like, hey, you want to come play for us? He said, yes. Arizona said, no. Yeah. That doesn't make any fucking sense. He has to go through waivers, and then any team can pick him up. So the worst team obviously picked him up, yeah. which really, really sucks. So my quick question to you guys is, which is worse? The rule itself that you can pick up a player on waivers when they're assigned to a new deal, or that a team actually did it? Which is worse, the rule or the asshole team that did it? That they actually did it. There is a reason for the rule. The reason is that you can't just be having handshake deals with someone in the KHL, basically circumventing the cap for the season, and then just bringing them in at the end. Yeah. There is a bit of a reason behind it. I understand that. I don't think that was actually what happened with the Leafs. I think no way. They saw a guy who's been having a great year, and they signed him. So, yes, I'll put it on the asshole uh, Arizona Coyotes, who just traded off a goalie who could have just been manageable for them. And ba- yep. Yeah, and basically taking a guy who has a shot to go, well, would definitely go into the playoffs, probably play some meaningful games for Toronto, and have a chance of playing a Stanley Cup. And basically now he's just going to be riding the pine pony on a shitty team for 20 games because they also, Arizona, just re-signed their starting goalie. Yep. So they're yeah. obviously going to be riding him for the rest of the season. Why would you re-sign him to a three-year contract and then leave him? So I'm going to say that it's the rule that's the problem and not the team. My, I, I'm steadfast, and if it's written into the rules, you can do it. Like, Tampa didn't do anything wrong last year when they stacked their lines oh, uh, for the playoffs. Just cause you because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah, but, I mean, if, like you're, like, if you're Arizona right now and you want a chance three years from now to do well. Aren't you going to put yourself in a position? But this guy's a one year contract. He might not even be, he's not going to resign with them next year. He's not going to resign with Arizona next year. If anything, you're just souring. He might not even sign with Arizona. I retire. Yeah. If I were him right now, honestly, at this point, I would just stay in Finland. Like what's the point of coming and playing for Arizona? Like you're just going to look terrible. Did you hear what Dubas had to say about this? No. So, from 2018-19, the Leafs have had 11 players claim this way. Way more and than anybody else. In the w- double 
more than anybody yeah. else, any other Off team. Waivers. So, which is kind of a nod to the Leafs. Good that they're picking good players, that they're yeah. scouting good players, and the, and the development's good. But it's also kind of a fuck you to the Leafs because nobody wants them to win. Yep. And you were so- talking about last week how Arizona's the, uh, the NHL's favorite, right? So yeah. it makes sense that they're going to be the ones to do it. But in any case, if the rule's there, I'm okay with it being used so I don't fall to Arizona, even though fuck you. Well, you just fall to Arizona for everything else they do as an organization. Yeah, <laughs> making fair. Nick Ritchie better. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, like that yeah. That should have been the warning sign. So what was Dubas <laughs> thinking when he saw Ritchie play well? <laughs> okay, enough about the Leafs. We're pretty happy with how things went. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think... love that that was the same time. Just stop talking. That's great. That should just stop Same right inflection there. and everything. <laughs> now, now, sorry, I would have liked to see some kind of goalie move that wasn't snatched up from under us. I would have liked to see. Maybe Forsberg. went through waivers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah. It's a Great million dollars. In, went through it's waivers. a million dollars in cap savings. Yeah, that's it, fair. That may have been what allowed Geo to come. And that's and while that's true, we spent weeks talking about how goaltending is what we needed to work on, and we didn't get anything in that department. And even um, the the details that have come out about the flurry potential trade, like Dubas is pissed about that because that those the the minute details aren't supposed to be public if a deal doesn't happen. And so it was actually the Blackhawks GM that kind of started talking and released that. And uh, Dumas is... No, is, that's not confirmed. No, no. No? We don't know no. who the source was that no. Darren okay, sorry, got it sorry. Maybe not the Blackhawks GM that let it go, but Dubas is now in talks with the Blackhawks GM in a bit of a confrontational manner because of this. So. Little Kyle on Kyle violence. Little Kyle on Kyle. Exactly. Yeah, there you exactly. go. Kyle, as part that's, of the club, please. That's uh, my favorite kind mediate. of violence. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite. I'm just like, hey, what's your name? Yeah, no, that's my name. Let's go. <laughs> okay, we've talked about the Leafs. Let's move on to the rest of the league. We've got a couple of quick questions for you guys. You can dig in a little bit on one team each for this. Greg, you might want to look at something. I don't know, maybe <laughs> if you want. Uh, Prepare? Who loaded up the best out of this? And you can say the Leafs if you want. Who loaded up the best? I'm going to take the first one because I haven't talked much, and I like to talk. What can I say? Do you? Avalanche. (laughs) Avalanche, I think, loaded up the best. I think Florida's given them a run for their money. Someone else might pick them. But Avalanche loaded up nicely. I think Josh Manson is huge for them. They're going to add that grit with that. Nico Sturm, sure, you got rid of some cap space, but Arturi Lekkonen, that is someone for the playoffs. Obviously, the Habs did yeah. really well last year, and Lekkonen was part of that. So I think Lekkonen is huge for them, and then just a little veteran presence with Cogliano. And they, uh, it doesn't seem like they gave up much, but Justin Barron to the Canadians, you guys are going to love him, I'm pretty sure, and Drew Hellison to the Ducks, those were some players that were being looked at right underneath. Bowen Byram. It was Bowen Byram and then those two guys. And they did use them both. And I think they're both first or early second round picks, something like that. And and they did have to give them up, but they didn't give up their own first round pick. So I think that's tidy, tidy business. Sorry, first round pick went when they uh, traded for Kemper. But still, I think tidy, tidy business by the Avalanche. They're already an awesome team and they just got a lot better. Dan? Who do you pick? Who went all in the best? So I, I think, and it 
pains me a little bit to say this, but I think Calgary did a really good job this uh, this trade deadline. So they had a very few holes in their organization that they plugged really well. They got Carpenter. They got Jarn. That's That is a low-key awesome yeah, pickup. Yeah, it by really them. is. Oh, I man. looked up his stats the other night, and I was impressed. Like, they're going to be... They, they are now a playoff caliber team, and they've just increased that. They didn't have to really work on goaltending because Markstrom's been incredible this year. Uh, their defense has been solid, but with the pickup of... Uh, how do you say his name? Jarn? Uh, Jarn Crook. Jarn Crook. Okay, so with him and Carpenter... They've plugged the little holes that they had in their offense, and I'm Carpenter's really kind of sorry. Carpenter's a D man. Yeah, but sorry, like they've plugged the holes they've had in their lines. Yeah, and I'm kind of worried that they're going to go deep because that's the team of the West. I really don't want to see go deep. So, and then a month earlier, Toffoli. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The and the Toffoli trade. I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah. So, so they've really stacked going for it this year, and they've had a playoff caliber team for the last four or five years except for last year when they played in the north division uh which it didn't quite work out but that's mm-hmm. probably because it was the north division uh or they just did not want they, to make yeah. the playoffs I don't know last what it year. was last year, last year yeah. they were way too good to miss the playoffs and somehow montreal got in yeah i would have much preferred to play calgary that year than montreal so a question dan do you think they paid too much for kelly yonkrook a second a third and a seventh not really i mean like Second wasn't even theirs, actually. I just saw that. The second wasn't theirs? Oh, it was Florida's. Florida. Yeah. I, I don't think so. I think if they're going to make a playoff run, this is the time to do it with uh, the goalie just you know lighting everything up right now. So pay what you can to make it happen. Kind of like um, Tampa, you know, pay if you have the means, pay to get it done. And I think they did. So I don't think it's too much. Well, Toronto paid two seconds and a third for Geo and Blackwell. When they paid to a second, third, and a seventh just for Yonkrok. So yeah, if that's the if that's what you need on your team, that's what it's going to cost. Then sure, if it's what you need, um, pay for it. Exactly. Um, I think Florida was the team that really loaded up this year. I was really surprised with what they've done. What a terrifying team! Terrifying. Yeah. They're already the best offense in the East. Um, I don't know if they've scored more goals than Colorado or not. I don't think so. But by adding Giroux, it's just more grinding depth on the front guy that like Nick Felino last year. I know it unfortunately didn't work out for Toronto, but a guy that can slot in literally anywhere on the lineup. And I don't think they overpaid for him. I don't think they did either. Like not even a little bit. Supposedly Boston and Colorado's pays were higher. It's Claude Giroux. Yeah. Like yeah. you can't say anything bad about the guy. Yep. And then by adding, you know, the number one cross checks per 60 guy with uh, Ben Sherratt. <laughs> they it, did overpay for that. I do not want it. Okay. I remember saying a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, that I wanted to see Toronto play Florida in the first round. And then I saw Ben Sherratt went over. And I said, no, no, I've seen that. I've seen that the refs love the guy. And I do not want to see that in the playoffs again. Wow. Yeah, I think big overpay for Sherratt. Great on the Canadians to get a first round pick, a fourth round pick, and. A uh, prospect on, I don't know who the heck this guy is, but whatever. Hey, I only, I only paid $1.75 for my uh, bathroom drain plug, so they really <laughs> overpaid for that plug. Ouch. Ouch, buddy. <laughs> Shots fired. It's a great place to move on to the next question. <laughs> who was the best seller at the deadline? Let's start with Dan. Uh, so for me, it was Seattle. 
I mean, they it was a fire sale in Seattle, Seattle, and I think that's because they obviously are not making the playoffs this year, and they're not making any kind of run. So it's plan for three years from now, and I think they did that. They've acquired uh, what did we say, thirty four picks over the next few ridiculous, years, ridiculous, like, including their own, but ridiculous. Exactly. Like it's going to be crazy in about three to four years when Seattle is mid to top of the standings. I think we're all going to look back at now and say. Ah, that's how they did it. So I think they were the biggest sellers, but I think it's it's going to work for them in the long run in a rebuild fashion because, well, a rebuild fashion. I mean, they're brand new, but they they couldn't pull off the Vegas first time being as a team and, you know, doing really well in the standings. So if that's not the case, get rid of all the, the top cap space that you can, get all the picks and build a team from there. Look at some of these crazy ass trades. They got a position player in Victor Rask and got Minnesota to retain half for future considerations. I know. It's That's crazy. It. How's a, how, here's a player, and we'll pay half his salary. Now, Minnesota sure had to get rid of some capture, but Bring go for it. Yeah, like, it makes sense now. Future considerations. Marcus Johansson, who was what someone I kind of wanted from Seattle, goes to Washington. They got Daniel Sprong, a serious huh. player. I'm pretty sure in NHL 22, the game, he— gets so good, which is maybe not going to happen in real life. Of course, video games are always perfect, but still, they got him. Jeremy Lozon for a second-round pick. They picked him up in the expansion draft and said, you don't want us to pick him? First and a third. They got a second. Split the difference. Dig yeah. it. I dig it. And then we just talked about Giordano and Yarn Croak. Uh, no problem there. Dan, I agree. I'm not even going to pick someone. Craig, you got someone else? <laughs> I'm going to say Montreal. I think, no, like, like we were saying, that Florida overpaid for Ben Sherratt. I think they got a pretty good return for um, Tyler Toffoli. Yep. I think they got a pretty decent return for um, Arturi Lekkonen. Yep. And I'm really looking forward to watching them beat Toronto with a bunch of Laval Rocket players for the next two, three years while they're rebuilding. Yeah, I can't wait to see that yeah. live this weekend. It's going to be great. Oh, can't wait yeah. to be in a Montreal stadium. Just being shit on by everyone. Wait, this are you going to be at a game? I'm going to the game this weekend. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, okay. In well, Montreal. In, yeah. in Montreal. I did not know that. And look at their draft picks next year, Craig. I mean, they've got a oh, yeah. handful of draft picks next year that they've tra traded for. So they're going to be tough, too. Just uh, a fleecing of Edmonton. Brett yeah, Kulak. Yeah. Edmonton. Fine. Oh, whatever. Kulak. For yeah. a second round pick and then other stuff. Like, what? <laughs> Why are you a GM still? I don't even remember your name right now. What the Ken Holland. Ken Holland. Ah, yeah. because you know this, that team is up and down like a toilet seat. Yeah. Okay, I am gonna throw in a name. Anaheim. They loaded. They also up. did well. Yep. And they did what New York did when they said it's rebuild time. And they, they but they were good. And they're like, you know what? We're gonna sell off everything, and we're gonna get so much. They sold off. Three amazing players, Ricard Raquel, Hampus Lindholm, uh, Manson, and they got so much back. They got a couple, they got a first, they got a, just one first, and like a bajillion seconds, and actual players. Like, so good, Anaheim. So, that, you know, I'm switching. That's, that's my pick. Very quickly. Who fucked up? Craig? There's been so many exciting trades right now. I haven't really paid attention to who messed up, honestly. There's so many good trades going around. You did say one was a send. Yeah. That's there, what I was going to say, too. Yeah. was that. Um, yeah. That's your guy. Okay. 
My guy, uh, I think St. Louis messed up. They didn't really do anything. No, they didn't, did no. they? I, I, I'm going to pull it up quick, as quick as I can here. And they got Sunquist. Uh, sorry, they traded Sunquist for Letty. Mm-hmm. And, and they had to trade a second-round pick. Iserman. Why would you ever trade with that human? He's going to fleece you. So Nick Letty, sure, they shore up the defense a little bit. That's it. That's it. You guys are trying to go for a Stanley Cup again. You're a good team. And that was it. I, I don't know. Not great. Dan? Uh, so for me, it's Ottawa also. I, I think their trades were just ineffective uh, this year. And I'm not really sure. It, it didn't seem like they were going for kind of a rebuild or, or like I would have thought they'd bring some experience onto the team, a little bit of long standing like contract of experience, but they didn't they got Hamannick. Yeah, but is is that going to translate to a, no. a playoff run? No, not even like nothing. And they had some goalies. Like I, I was, they, they resigned really... Forsberg. That was a good move, and sure, it was. But okay. I was really okay. hoping it's that little, would come to the Leafs. It's what two point seven something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I heard on the radio, they said three three year eight point two million dollar contract. I'm like, Jesus! <laughs> oh, that's over the three years. Over okay. The three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was a smart move. I. I, I'm glad to see that they re-signed him. Uh, then, unfortunately, that means some not maybe good things for Gustafson, um, who was a pretty, yeah. you know, well-touted uh, prospect when they first got him. But I yeah, feel like I, they could have done better with Nick Paul. Like yeah. Matthew Joseph is a great player. Yeah, I know Steve was saying that he really liked Nick Paul. Yeah, yeah, they, that's he, true. They thought he would. Re- they and he are, actually has already texted me. He scored his first goal with. The Lightning already. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. welcome to a Great. good team. And here's your Stanley Cup. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I hope not. And Zach Senshin, he was one of, as, if I, as far as I remember, one of Boston's triple first-round picks when they had three in a row and they busted on all of them. Wasn't DeBrusque one of them? Okay, sure, but still. So, two busts Kyle and Connor guy was out. next. Yeah. That's stupid. How did, like, they could have had Connor. I think they could have had... Proveroff or some crazy players that are so good, and they busted on all of them. That sounds so bad. Has Boston <laughs> been drafting well since Sweeney's come in? Couldn't tell like, you. I feel like they just basically have the same team that they've had for a decade. True. And that the, the pieces that they're filling in around it, I don't feel like are the same caliber. Yeah. Okay, last, last question. I say that now they've tied Toronto in the stands. <laughs> yeah. So. You know what? That's yeah. okay. Okay. We don't want to play the We're okay with We with want to play card. Carolina. Yeah. We want yeah, to play oh. Freddie and Yes, and we would love to play destroy playoff Freddy, our demons. Please. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Last thing on the trade deadline, most surprising trade. What do you think is the most surprising one whether it was a the, a player that got traded and you didn't didn't think would get traded or you think that the uh the what they got back was maybe too much and you're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they got that." Any anything surprising around the league? I Damn. mean, for me, I I was hoping for a goalie for Toronto, so I was surprised that we didn't achieve that. But that didn't happen. I was hoping for Flurry. I I was hoping for Forsberg, and then obviously Ottawa signed him. That didn't work out. Um, Flurry would have been the next best rental that we probably could have gotten, but at the same time, we would have had to pay out the ass for somebody just to take us hopefully to on a playoff run. Yeah. And knowing the Leafs, if you pay out the ass and then you are out in the first, or out in the first playoff run, uh, first round, what's the point? So 
I I was surprised to see him go. Well, I wasn't surprised to see him go to Minnesota um, to back up uh, Talbot or to play with Talbot. But yep. I think that um, for me, the most surprising was Dubas was not able to secure a goalie. Now, I was kind of surprised when we got Giordano. I, as we got closer to the trade deadline day, um, closer to 3 p.m., I was seeing, okay, well, everyone else has done something. Let's see something from the Leafs. Finally, we got something. So that was a pleasant surprise for me. My biggest surprise, I think, was uh, Flurry to Minnesota. Yes, yeah. Minnesota's going for it this year because they kind of have to. But with the division that they're in, I don't think they really have a shot to get through at least the second round. Maybe they can do an upset in the first round, but I don't think they'll get through two. And I think that's it. It just seems kind of boggling. Mm-hmm. But sorry, I'm going to go back to what you're saying about the Leafs and kind of being underwhelming. I think that Dubas looks at this team and goes, they've got a few more years left and they need to, they can't get rid of all the futures this year. Because if you look at what Tampa's doing, Tampa and Florida and possibly Boston might be better teams than Toronto this year. But next year, Tampa's probably going to, they don't have any assets. Florida have has Bobrovsky, who probably will have a... It's his off year. Off year next seventy five <laughs> next year. So tr- next year might be Toronto's. Might be a better year for Toronto to go for it. This year, unfortunately, the East is just so freaking stacked that I think he's looked at it and gone like, like the old Leafs motto: "Next year's our year." You mentioned Tampa though. In that you know, next year they're kind of screwed. You win three cups. Who cares? Oh, ex- you know, exactly. nobody's gonna no, care no, if you yeah. don't place in the next 10 years of of uh, standing so but like boston's getting older bergeron i we don't know what he's going to do next year i think his contract's up this year florida they're going to be in the situation that they're going to be in carolina has freddie i think that they might look at it and go do what we can do this year bring in someone like geo to you know obviously make our team better but don't sell the entire farm for this year because this is yeah. probably not the best year for it. And even if they can get out of the East, there's freaking Colorado in the West. Yeah. So. Okay. My most surprising one was just Carolina Hurricanes in general. They didn't do much. They got they, Max Domi. They got Max Domi. Yep. Why? Because he can punch John Tavares in the back of the head on faceoffs, <laughs> and if they're going to be in the first it. round, okay. Then- there we go. We got our answer here first. Reporting on Twitter, Craig Shaw, Domi is going to punch Tavares. But to back up Dan, no, to go back at Craig, therefore backing <laughs> up Dan, <laughs> one of those, uh, did Minnesota really load up? Like, they got Flurry. So no, what? they got just, just by making a move like that. And, like, Tablet has won six games in a row. He's True. been having a great season. We listened and, to the same podcast today, didn't yeah. we? <laughs> K- Kacken- and Kakinen was not a bad goalie. No. Like he has, it seems like he has a future, and to be able to trade to move him just to be able to bring in Flurry for this season just seems like an odd move to me. Of I, all the teams in the league that I thought that Flurry might go to, Minnesota was probably thirty-two on the list. Thirty-two, but yeah, it gotta be fifteen. Okay, let's say let's say fifteen, <laughs> sixteen. But if you look at that division, I mean, you've got obviously the av- Avalanche with ninety five points, and then you've got seventy eight, seventy eight, seventy seven, seventy one, sixty eight. That they might so still tight. miss the playoffs. Like they could still fuck it up from here, and that's so tight for oh, Minnesota. No, no, so not with the Pacific. Sh- Never mind. Sh- sh- no, no, no. 
I just I traded Campbell for Flurry. Okay, Flurry's gonna okay. Be great. Okay, so so for Kyle, <laughs> so it's gonna be your fault. It's gonna be Toronto, Minnesota in fault. the final. There we go. And if Minnesota wins, it's Kyle's fault. There you go. His no, email it's all is Kyle's fault. What? <laughs> okay, that was fun. Trade deadline is always always fun. Hopefully, the Leafs did the right moves. I think for now and the future, Dubas did a great job. We can kind of mostly agree. Maybe a goalie would have been good, but you know what? Campbell's gonna come back strong. Again, my fault because I traded him away. The pressure isn't on anymore. Yeah, yeah, so, it's all fantasy driven. He's gonna be lights out now. Exactly. Did you pick him up at the beginning of the season, or did you pick him up at the All Star game? I picked him up last year for oh. like pennies because he okay. was still the backup, and then yeah. nobody was picking him up. I'm like, okay, this is mine now, and and he went off, and then I won. So right, that was great. That I'll was just great. blame you for everything else then. That's fair. Okay. I dig that. That's fine. <laughs> You can also blame me for the fact that we got to 50 episodes. Way to go, guys. There we go, gentlemen. Don't blame me. We did this together. This is team effort. Okay, so at 25 episodes, we did this fun thing where we played Who Said It? And we pulled up some quotes from our first 25 episodes, and we tried to guess, of the three of us, who said it? We came up with this other cool idea that we do for 50 episodes we're gonna give out some what three-quarter season yeah, trophies so mid let's call it mid-season yeah. mid mid-ish season uh don't fuck up time season um <laughs> we're gonna give some to the leafs players and we're also gonna give some to each other after 50 episodes on a podcast so we'll go around the circle here uh craig why don't you start us off with one of your leafs trophies Okay, so for my first trophy, I've got most underrated player of the season. Okay. And my nominee for, the, uh, for this trophy is David Kampf. He There's has... only one nominee. Well, I'll, that's my nominee. You okay, guys can, you guys can nominate someone okay, else. We're allowed to nominate other people. I yeah, get absolutely. It. Okay. But he has really solidified that third line. The Leafs have been looking for a third line center for a long time. We thought it was going to be Kerfoot for a while. Um, but he really has just been a really stable spot on that third line. That line has been great, and I'm not sure if it's because he's been playing a lot with what uh, Kasha. Okay, Kasha has really contributed as well, but yep. I think for a guy who came in and said, I'm not going to score goals, that's not my job. He scored a fair amount of them, especially on the shorthanded, and he has really impressed me this season. Dan, do you have any objections to David Kampf being uh, most underrated? I mean, I have no no objections per se. I will throw out another name, though. Um, I for me it's kind of Lilligren. I I think I didn't expect much from him at the start of the year, and I even think I said I don't like him you a number of that. times. Because you were looking at his numbers. Yeah, yeah. and he and, and I'm a stats guy, so that's kind of where I gravitate. But he has really impressed me this year, and I think he would be the most underrated player. Especially for me. eye test. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm the tiebreaker here. Okay, okay. I love Lilgren for sure, but I'm going to go Kampf because we have a third line. When was the last time we had a third line? Yeah, that's fair. And not a cast-off line. Yep. And not yep. a, a second, fourth line or something. Not a, what right? do we do that's, with these players? Lump point. them together. Yeah. So two first and two third or two fourth lines for a while. David Kampf, congratulations on receiving your most underrated trophy. Uh, it's in the mail, and uh, you, you might get it. Please uh, call us with your address. And, and subscribe. <laughs> Only if you subscribe and like the uh, video. Dan, you got a Leafs trophy? I do. So uh, mine, mine's going to be one of those pretty common ones, the heart of the team trophy. So uh, oh. there have been some times this year where the Leafs will get down in a game 
and there is a certain player that I've noticed that kind of rallies to bring them up. He's a veteran player. His name's Spessa, and I feel that he has the ability to kind of kickstart a bad situation and sometimes able to turn it into a good situation. So while I would like to go with Campbell, who's always positive, or Marner, who's the jokester and the fun guy on the team, I'm going to give it to Jason Spezza because he is the veteran, the, you know, he knows what's going on. He's been through all of this and he can talk you through it. So I'm going to give it to him. Okay. Okay. It's the heart of the team award. Yeah. With an E or just an A? Uh, No, it is H-E-A-R-T. If it was H-A-R-T, it would be very different. Okay. I think this player gets both. I think Austin Matthews. 100% 100% of the time. <laughs> he's the hardest working player on this team. And just, like, you know when he's on the ice. And he's working all over the place. Now, yes, Spezza gives his heart to the team. But Matthew's heart is on his sleeve. Like, he goes for it every single second. So my heart of the team, for both reasons, is Austin Matthews. I like that. Craig, you got a tiebreaker for us? I was... Originally going to agree with Jason Spezza. I think every year before this year, hands down, I would give him that trophy. But Kyle, you made a compelling argument because usually when the chips are down and things are, you know, they're not having a great game. Jason Spezza was always that guy. Matthews has really been that guy as well this season. And with everything else he's contributed, I will have to give it to to, uh, Austin Matthews. Okay. Well, okay. You guys are the worst. Sorry, so Dan. You. Uh, you're, I'll, you're I'll gladly give a smaller version of the trophy with maybe a little bowling guy on top over to Jason Spetz. <laughs> Fantastic. Great. <laughs> okay. My first award that goes to the Leafs, and this could be for offense or defense, the Net Front Presence Award. So whether you're on offense and shots are going towards you and you're trying to tip things, or on defense and you're trying to get people the fuck out of the way. Ugh, it's a tough one, but I think, given his small amount of time here, Ilya Lavushkin, I think, wins this award for me in the defense category because nobody has done it before him, and I think it's also spread a little bit. Dermot was doing it. Sorry, Dermot, you're gone. Hall is doing a better job at it. Craig, what do you think? Offense or defense better for the net front presence award? The first name that came to mind when you said that, I was thinking Johnny Tavares. With he makes room in front of the net, he's got some you know great hands, great tips in front of the net. I think in terms of the leadership over there, I'll give my net front guy to Johnny T. One for offense, one for defense. Deal breaker. So it's really funny because as you guys were talking, or even before you started, Kyle, I was yeah. thinking, okay, for defense, I'm going to pick Labouche, and then for offense, I'll go Tavares because he's <laughs> fantastic. So we, now we, I don't know, we, and yeah. I'm going to say which one's more important? We can I, have co-winners. I'm going to say we you have can. enough. Oh, losers. <laughs> I'm going to go with Labushkin because we have enough offense. We don't need to have, well, okay, we, obviously we need to score more goals. But at this point, the defense is more important as we are dealing with a goalie possible situation. So I'm going to go with Labushkin. And Johnny already has the C, so. And Johnny's got the C, yeah. so let's yeah. not, like, stack He also could have got most underrated player because people shit yeah, on him all true. the time. Yeah. And, and he still produces and, and those people oh, are wrong. So, yes, that's <laughs> true. true. Yeah. That's true. Craig, you have a second Leaf trophy for us? All right. Biggest surprise of the season. And I'm going to give that to Mr. Buzzsaw. How is that not the same as most underrated? 
Well, no, no, no. Well, Craig didn't really put a lot of thought into this, Kyle. No, they're not the same. He thing. wrote them on the drive okay, okay, here, and he was driving. A guy that's just not talked about is underrated, but a guy that came in and you weren't expecting the kind okay. of things. Okay, I'm going to give that to Andre Kasha because coming into the season, we, you know, our big talks were Mrazek, Nick Ritchie, and Bunting. Money, money, awesome. Yeah, and Kasha, we went, well, this guy's been injured for two straight seasons. He's got a history of you know concussions, and hopefully he's okay right now. But he has really, again, I might even give him for a heart of the team because he, he's been the new Hyman this year. We thought oh, that that was going to be, um, that was going to be bunting. But the guy who you put the, tank in the, you know, the gas in the tank and he just goes and can drive a line, that's been Kasha this year. And you see things a- that I don't see with Kasha. And maybe that's just me, but I get, he's a great player. But some of those things he said, I'm like, I, I don't attribute them to Kasha. But Dan, who do you attribute them to? I, I, so I, I won't disagree with Craig. I, I do love Kasha. I, I'm going to go with Kerfoot, though, I think. Okay. Uh, for okay. Underrated, is it? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> is that surprise. What we're, is that, yeah. So the surprise. So I'm going to go with Kerfoot because... I I going into the season, I knew he was a good player. He's on a solid line and he's versatile. But I didn't think he'd be putting up the points that we were seeing from him okay. this season. Okay. So I think he has really stepped into that uh, second line that he's on uh, with Tavares and Nylander. And I think he's kind of come in on his own and he's having a great season. He's got 44 points this year. It shocked me. So okay. I, I'm going to go with him. I'm going to break the tie, but at the same time, how is it not bunting? Like, we didn't know what he was. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Okay. It's got to be bunting. Yeah. It has to be right. bunting. Okay, but yeah. okay. if I were to break the tie, it'd be Kasha. But is it bunting? It's bunting. It's bunting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I get one when I was even supposed to break the tie. <laughs> Dan, another Leafs trophy. Okay, so I'm switching it up a little bit here. Uh, this is the Oops, I Did It Again trophy. <laughs> now... Before I tell you who I've picked, I want a 10-second explanation from either of you guys who you think should get Oops, I Did It Again. Kyle? Uh, Mrazek. He lets in the worst goals. Oops, I Did It Again. Okay. Craig? I like that. Oops, I am somewhere in the face-off dot again. <laughs> Peter Mrazek. Okay, so I this award for me goes to Sheldon Keefe for... God damn, too many men on the ice penalties. He has 11 too many men on the ice penalties to the next highest seven, and they come at the worst time. The worst possible situations lead to a too many men on the ice penalty, and then they get scored on almost every time. I am so sick of seeing it. It drives me crazy when I watch, and it's the reason I drink. So, <laughs> Not the two Keith, kids. Not the two kids. Oh, come on. Kids, I can deal with. Having six fucking players on the ice when there when needs you're not to be five to. <laughs> like i i'm gonna send him a golden calculator to figure this out but it drives me crazy i don't know why it's such a something that drives me crazy i don't know why though but it's key for me for this stats one. guy and the numbers it's, are yeah not exactly like why the hell doesn't this work so i give this to Keith. See, Greg, are you convinced i i don't want to give it to Keith. i want to give it to the whole team because they were bad at this under babcock too they were also yeah, took fair. way too many of those. Yeah. I don't put it on Keith at this point. I'm going to put it on just the whole freaking 23 of them. <laughs> okay, so who wins that one? Mrazek, Keith, or the team? Craig? 
Oops, I did it again. Uh, I'll give it to the whole team. Whole team? Timberazzi gets it as well. Uh, I, I think it has to be whole team. I don't think it's Keith's fault. He's not saying, Fair enough. okay, six guys go out. Yeah. <laughs> He's but, saying, but that's, why did six guys go out? Boosh but and that's Riley why both they got, put wait. the penalty under the go- uh, coach, because uh, they sure, have yeah. to be watching for it's this. It's a team right? penalty, though, isn't it? it okay. Is, oh, it's yeah. a bench It's mind. a bench penalty, yeah. Bench Does mind. anyone else think that the coach should be going over to the box and... <laughs> I, think I would rather see Keith good TV. grab a jersey and pull them back over the boards to prevent that penalty than Oop. anything else. I would love to see that. I would love to see that. Okay. Uh, I have my next one. It is the MV Swede. <laughs> <laughs> Who has been the best Swedish born player on the team? And just to remind you, Nylander, Sandine, Lilgren. Engvall, which I kind of didn't Swedish know. Born? Swedish yep. born? Swedish born, sure. Neil not a Swedish born. And Swedish flag on his cap friendly. He's from, he born born in Calgary. He was born there. Really? I yeah. didn't know that. Because his dad was playing for Calgary at the time. Okay, yeah. okay. Which is why right, we're always right, like, right. Neil Landers to Calgary, Neil yep, to Calgary. Yep. But he's on the list because he plays oh, for Sweden. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. And last one, Schalgren, or Schalgren. He's, he's Swedish as well. So Neil Landers, Sandine, Lilgren, Engvall, uh, Schalgren. I always forget that Engvall's Swedish. I'm, I'm gonna go Lilgren. I think he's great, and he deserves that award because we didn't give him the last award. Dan, I I mean, it, whether he counts or not, I gotta go with Nylander. He's a phenomenal player. When he's hot, he's scoring goals left, right, and center. He's really cold recently, he, though. He's cold recently, but that's because he's building for a playoff run. He he reserves for a while, mm-hmm. and then he goes on bursts. So. I'm going to give it to him because I think he's still one of the better players on the team. And without him, that second line would fall apart. Okay. Break the tie or third option? I think you have to give it to Nylander because he's just such a good player. Okay. But I, I won I, one! I, I want to give a little <laughs> bit of love to Pierre Engvall. He's been having a underrated good season right now. Yes. Yeah, good point. True. We Up to this point, we... Kind of thought that he was going to be a guy that would be a good trade chip just to you know, shoot well, him out of the was, team. He is now because he's having a good season. But he's been on that third line. He's been having a great season. I think that he's the kind of guy that if you can keep him under a million and a half, that's going to be a good bottom six guy to keep on the team. Why not? Why not? I'm surprised Shelgren didn't get some luck. I'm surprised. He hasn't been there long enough. Uh, okay, we have fair. a small sample size. Yeah, I'm not giving an MV Swede to him yet. Okay. When okay. he wins the con Smythe, then we can give it to him. Yeah. Can you Let's get imagine? past the first yes. round. Pulls okay? off then... Jonathan Quick or something. Oh, oh, my God. Okay, Nylander, welcome to your MV Swede award. Craig, you got a podcast trophy. One for us, maybe, or, or, or for a podcast episode. I don't know. Oh... He sprung this one on me last night. I didn't come up with a good one. My first one was most most improved uh, podcaster. Okay, okay, that's good. And I would have to give that to Daniel. Hey, and, and not not just for this season. Over the course of the fifty podcasts, go back and listen to the first episode and listen to Dan's audio quality. I want to. I want to. It actually, all of us go back to listen to that first podcast. <laughs> it was it was bad. It was it. I should too. I haven't. We really should just delete yet. that one because that's the first one people <laughs> listen to. Yeah. If you put it in that order, so why why Dan? Sound quality? Well, just all of it. Like, I think Dan was the one we kind of dragged into the podcast at the beginning, 
<laughs> Maybe. I like watching hockey. I don't listen to anything else. <laughs> exactly. I just watch the games. But you, but being our stat guy, you're always there for us. You've really grown into your role in this podcast. That's me crying. Okay. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck are you doing? I don't know what that was. <laughs> All right. Dan? Would you agree that you are the most improved? Podcast? I mean, absolutely. I so so. You can vote yourself, Kyle and Craig. I I, I fucking will. <laughs> Kyle and Craig know everything about everything about every team. I know about what I read ten minutes before the podcast because I have two kids and no time, and half the time I pay thirty percent attention. So I will vote for me and fuck you guys. And without you, Daniel, I'd have no idea what any of the stats are. That's right. Other than yeah, what's yeah. rolling around in this goo in my head. You'd have to open a web page. So, like, come on. Uh, how could I? Have you seen my internet? You might just lose me altogether. That's right. How could I not give it to Dan now? I'll be a little more specific. The ums and the. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> now, I'm not sure if you guys noticed, listeners, but we had to cut out a lot of ums and a lot of... But he's gotten better. I, I, do, I don't talk in front a of a easier. microphone a lot, yeah. so, you know, that <laughs> What are you talking thing. about? You work at home. <laughs> well, that's fair. <laughs> you spend all day microphone. on Zoom. All you do is talk on a microphone. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> okay, Dan, you got a podcast trophy? Okay, so I have a podcast trophy, but it's in a little bit of a different light. And this is called the... Who's going to cry the most when Matthews gets traded? And oh, crap. I, so based on the, the reaction of the two people I'm sitting beside, I'm giving it immediately to Kyle okay. because Kyle really loves Matthews, even though Craig has that, um, you know, experience where he saw Matthews in his first game and he has this kind of, ethereal tie to matthews's spirit or something i don't know some crap like that but kyle seems to be really invested in matthews and i think that it will break his spirit when matthews gets traded when we can no longer afford him so i'm going to give that to kyle he better get traded he better not just go on the market can you imagine well, no i don't think he's just gonna walk I think it's like you gotta, be, we gotta yeah. trade him for mcdavid because yeah. mcdavid yeah. wants out and it's like okay it's time let's go swippity swippity come home yeah yeah let's go um no, Craig. Craig is going to cry the most. Craig is the you most. Think so, eh? He's the most fragile because he has his little heart attacks when he watches the leaves. He turns it no, off that's the fair. most. That is... Of the three of us, Craig watches the least amount of hockey because that heart should have been the award. <laughs> the least watched games quits. of the year. See, and that is why I will give it to you, Kyle. Oh shit! Because I'm not going to cry about it. I just get a white hot rage and want to throw things across the room. White hot rage involves tears sometimes. Okay. So I'm going to change the when name that, of when my... When that fist goes through the wall, yeah, that <laughs> does I, some tears. I'm going to change the name of my award to Fuck It, Where's My Pipe Award. I'm turning this game off. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you mean that lead pipe I used to break knees? Exactly. Just break everything. Yeah. Oh, this sucks. Because I, I didn't... I put a little bit of thought into this today for my podcast award, and I started thinking about it again, and I'm like, I'd probably give this one to myself. Go so for it. I don't necessarily have one for Craig, but this is the Give the Guy a Break Award. <laughs> Which of us has been hating on a Leafs player more consistently or a, or more consistently like one player or two players? I think we've all been hating on Hall for 50 straight episodes. Oh, Richie. <laughs> Richie. Okay. Yeah. okay. But I, in terms of 50 episodes, I'm going to give it to myself for hating on Riley. 
for an extended period yeah. of time until he got signed and remembered how to be good. It was all, when are we trading Riley? What are we trading Riley for? Why are we not when trading are we putting Riley? him on the forward? Why is he not a forward? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so as much as I want to give an award to Craig because he hasn't received one yet. That's again, I'm used to it. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I gave Riley a lot of shit. Uh, I will take one more trophy I'm going to hand out. Is the participation award. I will take that one Craig, for myself. We'll, we'll give that to much. Greg. Craig <laughs> yeah. showed up for almost every single almost, podcast. That's right. He only Actually, probably the two. least po- amount of podcasts of all of us. I think I've missed more than <laughs> That's true. You've missed two. I missed so a you, couple, yeah. You're the write-off award. We're going to give you that well, I believe I have missed two as well. Oh, wait. You guys didn't record one, and then I recorded a response. Right. One yeah, 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 yeah. Here. I can't miss yeah. this. That's true. <laughs> okay, Craig, you got, you, you got somebody else? Or is it just me? For what? For my award that I just said. Oh, no, you. Okay, yeah, I'll me. give it okay. to you. Great. Oh, yeah, that's all yours, <laughs> oh, buddy. Me, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, <laughs> I, I hated on Richie for a long time. And then he got traded and start he started lighting it up. So, fuck, like, that's just not fair. So I gotta yeah. say, uh, even though that happened. Does it sound yeah. He went to uh, the Sharks last year and started lighting it up. Any yeah. of well, these guys, if they go and play first line minutes, they're going to score some goals. True, but yeah. guys, we need to accept that the Leafs are a farm team. That's what happens. <laughs> the Leafs are the team yes, they, they go to before they start excelling in whatever team they go to in the actual NHL, except for oh. Galchenyuk. Except for Galchenyuk, <laughs> he yeah. comes to the Leafs and excels, <laughs> and then right. leaves and is like, "Yeah, I'm worth, I'm worth more money." No, you're not. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So sure, Richie has scored what? I haven't looked. Seven, eight points. Marner has scored. 15 16 in that amount of time like the, the points are coming for the leafs the guy couldn't keep hey, up wait hold them. on how many was it seven eight points something there 15 16 that's only double marner is making five times as much as Richie. Short sam- small sample money. size though still in your comparison but look Craig at does the- not get the math award Look, look at the other things that marner <laughs> contributes is richie killing penalties on every penalty kill no. probably not is he out there in the last five minutes when the penalty, when the goal Welcome is to the part Probably of the podcast not. where we compare Richie and Marner yes. <laughs> for the next hour. Apples and dragons. Apples and dragons, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I was going to say. Any more awards, guys? We're, we've got them all. It's all good, buddy. Craig gets the biggest beard award. If you haven't seen our pictures on social media, he does have the biggest beard. So well done, Craig. Thank you. That takes a lot of work. I haven't trimmed it since November. Well, now it's a playoff beard. But so when don't was touch the it. last time you were clean shaven? Uh, it's over a decade. A decade. Yep. Oh my Alex god. Alex and I uh, weren't together yet. There you go. Yeah. And you probably won't be together once you shave it off. That's right. Yeah. No, that's that'll she... be the straw that breaks the camel's Babe, I did back. a bad thing. Shh. Bye. She has explicitly told me that. <laughs> yes. You will not be the same human. Okay. This was well, super fun. If I want to lose some weight, that's how I do it. <laughs> <laughs> so much for this new I want to lose stuff. three pounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, this was super fun, and it probably doesn't need to be edited. That was great. Yeah, it was, probably not. It was in person, and I just want to do this every single day. That's the way it should be. Not every week, just day. Just yep, show up. Yep. Okay, we're here. Talk hockey mics with are, buddies. Mics are ready to go. Okay, 50 episodes. Way to go, team. Thank you so much for listening. If you've listened to all 50, you are the winners of this podcast, not us. And if you're, this is your first one, thanks for joining. Can't wait to uh, enthrall you with 50 more episodes. And, and of course, a Leafs 
uh, Cup win after they take out Florida, Tampa, and the Avalanche. <laughs> yeah, no, Craig's going to cry when that happens. And <laughs> a heavy sigh. Craig just had a mild panic attack. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much for listening. And go Leafs go. Go Leafs go. Go Leafs go. Making another song for that one. <laughs> Great. The award for creating the best song goes to Craig, and the award for singing the best song goes to Dan. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Dan doesn't have an album out. <laughs>